Hey everybody, welcome to What's Up With That Bro. It's the podcast where we are watching the TV show Lost in reverse order. In the last episode of the first episode, or as we like to say here, we have to go back. Words. With one of our hosts, Chad Wago, and he's never seen Lost before. I've never seen Lost before, and I've also never recorded this podcast with air conditioning before. <laughs> Thanks, David K. Yeah. Jones. Well, it's just a fan part of the air conditioning. Uh, it, it's close enough. Yeah. AJ? Hey, everybody. Um... <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back to uh, yeah. the stage of history, or we're going to be considering Lost Season 2, Episode 6, and it's entitled Abandon. So let's just jump right in. Our quick recap of this episode is Sawyer's wound becomes life-threatening as he, Michael, and Jin make their way through the interior of the island with the tail section survivors, and this is a Shannon story. Yeah, uh, it's our first Shannon story. Shannon sees Walt. That's that's a general synopsis of the episode. It originally aired November 9th, 2005. The episode that we have just seen after this was The Other 48 Days. So it feels like they're building up many mysteries in this episode because they started talking about I like you better when you weren't talking. And then there was that. You remember Goodwin? Yeah. 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 So it's like it, this is the stuff for the audience to go like, oh, shit. So Lost has that method. Or and they and like here they are at the beginning of season two, still working in that method where they're solving mysteries, but they're giving the audience new mysteries to ponder. And for this episode, we get those answers in the very next episode. Yeah, that's very satisfying. If you're watching it in the regular order, you're like, oh man, more <laughs> more mystery stuff. Who are these people? What's going on? And then you find out. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. Yeah, within a quick bunch of montages. Or it's always with- nice when you ask a question and then you immediately <laughs> answer it. <laughs> yeah. It's also yeah. nice when you ask a question and you answer it eventually. It is not nice when you ask a question and then forget you asked a question. Yeah. yeah. We got a romance story in this episode between... Um, Saeed between and Shannon. Saeed and Shannon. It opens up with him offering her a tent full yeah. of like romantic gestures inside. There's like candles and flowers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I almost expected him to turn on a stereo and start playing Boys <laughs> to Men. Yeah. I, I, I was very surprised, which means like he had to go searching for those items, right? Yeah. Like he had to go and like, where are the crashed airplanes candles? I know we have them here somewhere. And then, of course, I'm sure there's flowers aplenty on the island. Yeah, that's probably the easy part. Yeah. So was that his tent or was that her oh. tent? Or is that a specific sex tent that he built? Ooh. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know that all of the rules of Islam, but maybe you do have to have a separate sex tent. <laughs> Which is where goes, the word sex tent comes from. She, she goes like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all know the term sex tent. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, say again? Sex tent? Sex tent. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a well-known phrase. <laughs> Where you do all your sexing yeah. in? This is the thing they used to use on old timey boats to like navigate. Me- yeah, like measure the <laughs> angle of the sky or whatever the horizon. Oh, it's a real stuff. thing. Yeah, look at me not knowing <laughs> that part. I thought we were still rolling with the joke. I was just gonna guess towards the max. To to be fair, it's spelled differently. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, sextent is S E X T E N T. Uh, sextant is S-E-X-T-A-N-T, right? That, that yeah. sounds like a highfalutin person that owns many properties. I'm Mr. Sextant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's something that a rich guy would have nowadays. <laughs> There's also a magic card. That's how I know about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I, I bought the booster box of the newest set. Oh, nice. So next time you guys want to play, just let me know. Yeah. Oh, nice. Let's do that. Here's the thing. They're getting, they're getting hot and heavy in that tent. 
Damn. And um, she feels his gun on his back, and then it leads to a smile. <laughs> I noted that in my nose because that seems odd. Like she's like, "Oh, Saeed, you yeah. and your guns." When, when she smiled, I totally expected one of those. Is that a gun in your pocket? Yeah, yeah. Things. That's what I wrote down in my notes. Was it was a gun in your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> like the writers, the writers thought of that, and then like they went to Damon, and they're like, "No, this is not that kind of show. <laughs> We're not putting that line in." Or like he did, and then like they cut it in editing or something. <laughs> or, or someone pointed out, hey, it's in his back pocket. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Did his yeah. butt get an erection? Yeah, yeah. Is that a gun in your yeah. back pocket? Or you is know when, just when a... you're making out with a girl and all the blood in your body rushes to your butt? Yeah, and your <laughs> butt gets really hard and firm. Yeah. Everybody knows that. <laughs> this cold open it feels like this cold open goes on for a long ass time because we cut between Saeed and Shannon and then we go to the Tailies who are still lost and we got like Sawyer throwing out a Ponce de Leon the name at somebody or whatever yeah. uh, who is Ponce de Leon he's like a explorer I believe yeah I think he was the one that was searching for the the, the fountain El of youth oh fountain of youth yeah. okay oh okay or maybe that maybe I wasn't both. sure I, I couldn't yeah. remember if he was an explorer or if it was just like some Spanish name and yeah. he's being racist. <laughs> Man, it's like. It's always something a little racist with whatever Sawyer is saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah. well, yeah, like, he's talking to Ana Lucia with that line. Um, it feels like we have the most literary, literate type of con man on the island. Yeah. Like, he's throwing out those. It's never ever just like. He's not just throwing out Transformer references or, you know, like. Hit <laughs> 90s television. Yeah, he's not just quotes. talking about like cows and stuff. <laughs> he's like, What do I know from my experience? Yeah. It'd be great if, like, all his experiences, like, he never grew past the childhood trauma of losing his parents to a con man. So he would just, he would have no frame of reference <laughs> except for that. And you'd just be like, What are you, my dead dad? <laughs> what are you, my dead mother who was killed? What are you, a con man who killed my parents or is at least responsible for it a little? He was like, oh, no, this guy, after his parents died, got heavy, like, probably escaped to a world of fantasy and literature and books. Yeah. He's like, I got to find out who Ponce de Leon is. Maybe like, that's all his parents left him was all their, their books. <laughs> yeah. because, yeah, you know, uh, Locke's dad stole all his money away, so they didn't have any money to give him. Yeah. He just had all these worthless books. <laughs> and he had to, like, try and, <laughs> he had to try and make some, some, some use of it. Well, we get back to, like, uh, Shannon and, and, and Saeed. Um, Who presumably already fucked. Yeah, yeah, within the span of a conversation, which is fine. Yeah, that's fine. Time works differently on the other. Yeah, <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> yeah, so we get that. And then um, Shannon sees a wet Walt with his fingers up to his mouth. Uh, like yeah, no, he's speaking af- after. Oh, he's spe- oh, right, yeah. right. After Saeed leaves the tent to go and get water yeah. because they need to stay hydrated. Yeah. They've been fucking. Yeah. Mm. And the thing about the writers of the show is anytime someone has sex, they need to get to a source of water right after. You, you know what that is? That's like the writer's Christian shame. Yeah. You're like, I need, the deed is done. I have, I have, I have, I'm no longer in need of sex. I need to be away from where this item, where this event happened. It might just be me. Cleanse myself. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, get me some water. And then we can, um, I don't know, get back to talking. Yeah. Yeah. But we get a post-sex Walt sighting. And that's also weird. And then yeah. that's, I guess that leads us into our... The fact that he's open. wet. <laughs> that she sees him right after she has sex. Right. And he's all wet. Yeah. Is weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just like, dude, I, 
is there unintentional symbolism here? <laughs> or unintentional euphemisms? Like, I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Why is he wet? Yeah. <laughs> the same reason that anything's wet right after sex. But he wasn't involved oh. in the sex. Hey, you don't know how long he was in the tent. <laughs> like he popped his head into the tent. He yeah. was like, is there sex going on in here? Guys, I'm you think he, he was dry when he came into the tent and was trying to get their attention while they were doing it. <laughs> but things were flying around and he got all wet and they finally walked around to the front of the tent. Yeah. And that's he, when he got He got Shannon's into the attention. mix. Just like a like a cartoon where you just see like you know a, a, a dust bowl kick up and like maybe there's hands and feet coming out of the dust bowl, <laughs> whatever. Except in this case, it's not a dust bowl. It's, it, it's a wet yeah. bowl. Oh <laughs> These fluids are flying out. Oh my god! <laughs> um, it's because he drowned. Yeah. I just figured it out. Uh, or not drowned, but because he was on the raft, right? And the um, raft sank. Something? something. It was out in the water, so yeah. And then yeah. nobody. It's not around anymore. And we're talking yeah, about... and the others took him, and he's probably being waterboarded or something. Oh, shit. That would oh. be great. Also, too, like, I don't know if they're doing this, but this is kind of fun to talk about. Like, homeboy is wet. Water is normally, like, a conduit to the, to the supernatural, and this is, like, a supernatural sighting of Walt. Yeah. So, like, the water plays maybe a role in, in being that connective tissue to bring him into, like, the ice. Um, so, does that mean that the smoke monster isn't... A smoke monster? He's, he's a, actually a water vapor monster? Yeah, he's a, a vape monster. Vape monster. Is that anyone in a parody video where someone like has fat vape clouds that turn into a smoke monster and like smash people up? It's just a bunch of tinking and chicking while, yeah. <laughs> while vaping. <laughs> a lot of clunky noises. Um, Maybe a tyrannosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you know, it's weird. It's like you know, I, no, I, I think I made a mistake. That's not even the end of the cold open. We actually get Shannon screaming, and then she's coming out saying that she saw Walt, and then Charlie and Claire oh, pop yeah. up. Like this is a long ass cold open before the episode yeah. actually kicks off. So their sex tent wasn't that far away from everybody else on the beach. Oh, no. everybody could totally hear what was happening yeah. in there. Yeah, so they could hear her screaming that she saw Walt, and she probably heard her screaming sex stuff. <laughs> Unless she's like quiet yeah yeah then maybe they heard saeed screaming <laughs> sex stuff yeah oh my goodness hey we i don't know we get a flashback to shannon was this jarring for you chad at all because like we've never seen this character at all and she had, as soon as we see no, her on screen no, we get a flashback i saw her once oh yeah that's right in once. the uh sideways reality uh in the alley behind o'toole's oh yeah and boone is there too yeah uh, also on that 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 spot that's got to be interesting so i guess one of the things with uh, a lot of the flashbacks, they they tend to tell not the entire story, but there's a whole story with the beginning, middle, and end. Right. Uh, the flashback in this episode, I felt like, did not have the end. Mm. Oh, yeah. It, it had a uh, setup, and it had like a sort of a climax scene where uh, she's screaming at uh, uh, Boone. Boone yeah. that she doesn't want his money. And it's like, there's no resolution. Yeah, I thought there was going to be some kind of, um, some blow up that we'd be able to see between her and the stepmother. And yeah. that doesn't come either. Um, and I don't know what to make of that. I don't know if no, that's... I feel like in this one, I think it was a good writing move in this one where the, she got that resolution kind of in the regular reality or the regular timeline. Yeah, Saeed, because she needed, yeah. like, no one believed in her right. in, the, uh, in the flashback. And 
no one, I and mean, she feels like Saeed doesn't believe her now. Right. Mm-hmm. Except uh, he finally says, oh, I do believe you. Although. Does he? <laughs> did he believe that. her? He didn't said? see Walt. Yeah. That's what we saw at the end. Like, he says, I believe you. And that's the, that's the I love you thing coming out. Or it's like, all right, that's, it's ride or die time. And she says, do you see him? And he says, yeah, I do. But he, like, we, the camera goes back and there's no Walt. And then it goes to Shannon. And Shannon's point of view, there's Walt there. So she's the only one that can see Walt. And this also is something else that, that Lost leaves behind. Because we don't get a re- resolution to this here or in the, in the sideways. Like, why, could, why was she the only one that could see Walt? You know, like, what was the connection there? Yeah, they must have had some kind of special connection. I mean, she was looking after his dog, so that's part of it. Oh, yeah. So Vincent's there. Yeah. Vincent, the scene, the very opening, the first line of dialogue is her giving Vincent water to drink. Like, water keeps popping up in this episode and uh, throughout the series. And all Why was she stuff. giving Vincent water to drink? Was he fucking? <laughs> Probably. I think, like, he just came out. He was like, there was a boar out there. And you know what? A hole <laughs> is a hole. I'm a dog. Hey, and a dog. <laughs> I could have killed it, but I had to satisfy other needs. <laughs> I am a dog. I could have killed it. But yo, I killed it. (laughs) (laughs) Goodness gracious. What I thought was kind of odd was we get like that shaky cam for, for, well, Shannon's looking for um, Walt's clothes in that tent with, with, with Vincent. She get like, it's shaky cam, but it's like 2005 shaky cam where it's, it feels like back then there was a lot of like NYPD blues or I don't know, maybe not, or whatever cop shows where like, the shaky cam became like a thing that happened in like early two thousands television show, yeah. where it was just it was just them following around the characters or whatever, and that was like, yeah, it was, it was almost indicative of that time period. Like now, I guess they still have it, but that like that was some shaky cam shit. Like they're like zooming on her and then zooming on the clothes and then watching her opening up that briefcase with the clothes in it, and then zooming on Vincent. And I was like, this is so weird. Yeah. Like, well, they had had to show how frantically she was searching for her. Yes, that. that- <laughs> That is Close, exactly yeah. what they were trying to get across I with see. the shaky cam, I think. I see. Okay, that makes, that makes a bit more sense. How crazy she was, yeah. Yeah. And she's, the, like, a lot of the characters that we follow are tragic, but this is a tragic character that we get in Shannon. Or, like, well, I don't know, I, I, I kind of got the, the tragedy of it, where she's, like, uh, the idea of a person that's, I, I can't do anything, or I'm not... I'm not good enough or people have always undermined me and stuff. I'm sure that's something that a lot of different ones can latch onto because that's a feeling that maybe most of us are familiar with. Like the idea of like, oh shit, I'm fucking up. Oh God, I can't do this on my own or I'm having trouble, you know, whatever. And we get that in this character and I was like, oh, okay, I can, I can groove on this a little. Yeah, it really feels like her character's, she's this pretty rich girl so she's never, no one's ever had to take her seriously and then she, you know, had to figure out how to survive between the ages of 18 and when she died at 19? Yeah, it, it's... I don't know how old she is. Here's... Yeah, we have no idea <laughs> how much time passed between the end of the flashback and uh, the first episode yeah. of the show. Yeah, that's another thing, too, that caught me off guard because we get we get Boone in her room and he's like, oh, your Marky Mark poster is gone. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not a little girl. I'm like, this is 2005. <laughs> is Marky Mark hot in 2005? Like, how old is this flashback? I feel like in 2005, he was already Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he was like 
like like probably four brothers was out in theaters around this time or some shit and then marky yeah. mark and the funky bunch it's like fucking mid to early 90s yeah maybe? that was before he hate crime that vietnamese guy until he <laughs> went blind but um, yeah. i think boone saying that is like to show that it's been a while since boone's been in our bedroom so like her little girl stuff like that her marky mark poster isn't there anymore from when she was a kid I see. So maybe he's been gone for a while, is what it feels like. Yeah, I suppose. Like, so, homie, you dipped out for, like, what, uh, 15 years? Yeah, <laughs> <I guess. laughs> it's like, I'll see you again. I remember watching you or seeing you with your, in your room with the Mark Mark poster when you were five or whatever. Yeah, that would have had to have been a long time ago. Uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, according to Wikipedia, years active, 1989 to 1993. Damn. Wow. So I think what we're learning is Shannon is an old soul. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, really fun thing to do, by the way, if you, uh, any of you listeners have a very young coworker, like in their uh, early 20s, yeah. is to uh, try and tell them, hey, have you ever heard of Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch? <laughs> <laughs> and when they say no, just say, did you know that Mark Wahlberg used to be a rapper? <laughs> <laughs> and then show them a video <laughs> Of Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. It will blow their fucking mind. Yeah. And they probably sing those songs because that song still gets some play even in today's yeah. world. Uh, it's not like that song went away. That song is still kind of around, right? Feel the Vibration is like their hit. I mean, it's kind of around. Yeah, I think yeah. it's in stuff, yeah. I don't, I don't think it gets played that much. Yeah. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, I see it everywhere. <laughs> it's like every movie trailer has good yeah. vibrations. <laughs> it's just like if you're watching the brand new like uh, Psycho Thriller by, you know... Yeah, wherever it's just like it's a good vibration with mark the mark and yeah. the funky bunch also if you want to blow their minds show them the picture of that vietnamese guy that uh mark mark Wahlberg hate crime till he went blind mm-hmm. yeah goodness gracious did he ever make good on that guy yeah the guy says he forgives him i see so that's good that doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean that mark Wahlberg did anything for yeah him. i think he apologized and that kind of stuff yeah. still that's a hell of a story, okay though. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. He was like, oh, man. He was like, dude, what happened to your eye? Like, well, boy, do I have a story. <laughs> have you ever felt the vibration? <laughs> <laughs> I felt it right in this eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did that to one of my coworkers at work. <laughs> and she's just like, is this like a college humor thing or <laughs> a funnier die? I'm like, no, this is real. <laughs> this happened. Yeah. This is a part of our history as humans. Because, like, someone in their early 20s right now, they've only ever known Mark Wahlberg, somewhat respected actor. Yeah. <laughs> From the Transformers pr- franchise and uh, other things. Like, yeah. he, he, he had uh, other, like, well-respected roles other than Boogie Nights, right? Oh, yeah. I can't think of any right now. <laughs> uh, he, was in, he was in The Departed? Yeah, he was in The Departed. Yeah, the part is yeah. He was the departed was good. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, like all I could think of off the top of my head was the crappening. <laughs> the crappening. <laughs> Holy shit, that movie! I still haven't seen it. Oh man, you're not no. missing a whole lot. <laughs> I I don't want to watch it. I I I just I'm not a fan of M Night Shyamalan. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so uh, back to Lost. Yeah. Oh, Jin. Han called Jin Chewie. Yeah. I laughed at that. <laughs> because the audience doesn't know what he's saying, just like Chewie. That's exactly. amazing. So who's who's Jin's Han Solo? 
Well, isn't Sawyer Han? Yeah, I guess so. Like, uh, I can't imagine that Sawyer would see himself as anyone else in Star (laughs) Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah. Unless he thinks he's Vader. Oh, I bet he does sometimes. Oh, yeah. He was pushing that Vader card in this episode, too, for like a hot second. Yeah, he was definitely trying to do the, uh, look, I'm an asshole, get away from me. Just leave me to die in in peace. Yeah. Mm. He's like, I would have left you. Oh, when we get that nice yeah. line from Michael, like, oh, good, I'm not you then. So, let's get that stretcher yeah. going. Yeah, we get to see Michael not be a psycho in this episode. I know! So, that's fun. I don't know if we've really gotten to see that. He did, he did make sure to mention uh, they got his son, though. <laughs> yeah. They got my boy! Yeah. But he, had, he didn't say it a bunch of times, yeah. and then he didn't trek into the jungle alone <laughs> saying it's a father's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's the thing. That's another thing. It's, I think... That character, unfortunately, was like a, I don't know, he was just kind of a casualty of the whole story with Walt, because Walt was supposed to be its, its, this burgeoning story, and that didn't go anywhere, yeah. and they're like... Well. They forgot that he was a boy right about to hit puberty. Yeah, and they're like, well, the Highland storyline takes place over a couple months, what are we going to do here? But this guy keeps getting taller. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Even when we see him um, on island, is he? Does he look like he's like hunching over? Uh, he's kind of got his shoulders up while he's doing the thing. Yeah, he's right? always like far away, where it's <laughs> yeah. dark and he's dripping wet. Yeah. Also, they. I don't think that they showed his feet. Yeah. Like I think that they're filming him like from the knees up. Goodness, yeah. So it's yeah, like he's, he's on his knees like dwarf. He's standing on a hole. He's standing <laughs> in a hole that they dug like before they started shooting. I I was really hoping to get a Shannon. I just realized you said dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't thought about that shit in decades. (laughs) Uh, We get that scene with Shannon and her stepmother. I really wanted to see like a confrontation. We didn't even get that. Yeah. And like like Chad was saying, her stepmom looks familiar too. She's probably been in other stuff. Probably. Ah, but I can't place it exactly. Like the she looks very similar to the stepmother in this episode, no? Yeah, mm-hmm. she could have played a real mom. Yeah, and the, uh, doc- the doctor confused her for her real mom, and she that, immediately corrected him to say yeah. stepdaughter. Yeah, I, I mean, I know that's the show, but like, and and that's just supposed to be like, no, she's kind of an asshole. But at the same time, like, oh man, that's like clunky, like exposition. Like, who is she to you? Like, oh, you want to tell your daughter to come along? Not my daughter, <laughs> stepdaughter. Yeah. And I don't like her. Like it just was like, whoa, okay. Because I'm evil. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an evil stepmother. Yeah. That that actress actually did pretty well with the dialogue because it wasn't like, it wasn't super hard. Like I hate you. It was very much like, don't you want to do your own thing? But all those jabs were in there. Like you remember last year when you wanted to be an interior yeah, decorator? Last year when you were 17 and didn't know what you wanted to do with your life. That's so terrible. That's <laughs> those are that's the time. That's what it is to be that yeah. age. You're like you're exploring shit. Like. Like, nobody just goes, at 17, like, I'm going to be a cop, and then B's a cop. Yeah. Or maybe you could, but then that's not usual. Yeah. How old were you when you stopped thinking you were going to be a rock star at some point? <laughs> yeah. It, it was not 18, yeah. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Shit. 17. Yeah, that is right. <laughs> it, it was once I got an electric guitar, and I realized playing guitar is hard. Like, up until I actually got that, right. like, I thought, okay, there's a chance. <laughs> like, I could, I could like, just pick one of these up and just be a natural. Yeah. yeah. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? 
Yeah, I want to say 16 or 17 when I had an electric guitar and was playing. I was like, oh, yeah, I can only play like Blink-182 songs with power chords, four power chords at a time. I can handle that. That's oh, about nice. it. And I don't have enough friends to form a band. So it doesn't... <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, I don't know. No, you have enough friends now. It's yeah. just none of us have the musical yeah. talent. But yeah. I had I had three other friends at the time, but they all play guitar. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> it's a band made yeah. of like all guitars. Like there's no drums, there's yeah. no bass. I didn't know anyone whose parents would let them have drums. <laughs> I I think you can get by without a bass. Yeah. If you have drums. The doors didn't have a bass. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. That, I learned that from the kids in the hall. <laughs> I still, every time I'm thinking about Morrison, I see Val Kilmer. <laughs> oh my god. That was such a good yeah. like portrayal. That's great. One of the uh, subplots in this episode is Claire and Locke and Hobbit. Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> I always forget his name. Um, it's really weird. The show pushes on us. I don't know if they started with it from the beginning, but by the end of the show, they have the idea that Charlie and Claire are like soulmates or destined right. or whatever because yeah. they find each other in uh, the sideways reality. But at this point, looking at the two of them, it's just like, okay, this is, of course, this is still them sort of uh, figuring it out with right. each other. But there's a scene where uh, Charlie and Locke are talking about Claire, and then Charlie's explaining all the ways that Claire's not great at being a mom. Right. And he's like, you know, she just needs to uh, have a little more responsibility. Like, that's just to set up uh, uh, Locke dunking on him for being a heroin right. addict and carrying around heroin. But... It's kind of a fucked up thing to say about your girl. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do you What do you make of that? What do you guys make of that? It's oddly paternalistic. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's slipping too much into that, acting like he's Aaron's dad. Yeah. Yeah. I like um he was he was stepping over some of those boundaries. Yeah. And you can kind of see it in Claire's face, though she doesn't like bring it to him. In this episode, it happens like there's like a build up, and then we get a release yeah. in like a couple of episodes, where she's like, "Yo, dude, you can't stay with me in this tent anymore." Yeah. Like, I I understand the thing about like how you know, he connected with the kid, and he's overstepping his boundaries and acting like he's Aaron's dad. Right. But the way that he described Claire, like when I say it's oddly paternalistic, right. it felt almost to me like that's something that Claire's dad would say. Mm. Interesting. Right. I mean, obviously, Claire's dad stuff. wouldn't say it because he's dead and a drunk and not responsible himself. Yeah, and doesn't have an English accent. Yeah. But yeah. No, yeah, cause you really see it in that, that first scene when he's like yelling at her on the beach. Uh, oh, wait, wait, why'd you wake him up? Now he's going to be up all night. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chewing her out. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, yeah, that is. That's, that's okay. If we if we look at it uh, in Showtime Island time, like you've known this woman for like what a few weeks now, you've had this baby, and like and you're like you know why are you waking up your baby to come out and run towards screams yeah. that you heard that are not of a sexual nature. <laughs> I think they all heard those, but like oh, I mean, you know, like, they're not in trouble. Somebody went like, "That's a different scream. Yeah. We need to go check <laughs> on that." That didn't sound like a fun scream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? Like you know, like the human ear can detect like it. 
there's something built into our base cognition, which is like when you hear a, 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 a fear scream, like our brains are supposed to register that as a different kind of thing. That makes sense. Yeah. Like when you hear it, like there's like a thing that happens yeah. like within your mind. You're like, oh shit, trouble or yeah. whatever your brain yeah, does. Yeah, like you can tell, you can kind of tell the difference between fear scream, pain scream, and, uh, uh, you know, good scream, yeah. I guess. <laughs> c- c- cum, cum screams. Yeah. <laughs> Fun screams. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what, when I realized that I didn't like like those torture porn type horror movies with like all the screaming in I'm like this makes me really uncomfortable I'm not, this isn't fun at all mm-hmm. I think it's probably because of that screaming it's like this it. isn't yeah. even like good like actual torture right. porn screaming yeah. yeah it's like the kind of screaming that you get when you were watching Hostel versus watching S&M videos <laughs> completely <laughs> different goodness gracious <laughs> and true yeah um, we get a quote from Shannon that I just put in my notes it says the raft is gone and he's all alone where she's kind of talking about Walt and telling Saeed that we need to find him it's raining and there and all this stuff in reality she's kind of talking about him uh, about herself right at this point she's like the raft is gone and he's all alone she's all alone Boone's dead you know she and she has no support yeah nobody believes her yeah so this is like reopening that trauma that she experienced off island which is what the show does for the most part having all these characters confront their trauma and she's just like i've been alone and now i'm alone again she says it to to saeed in towards those final moments like and when we get out of here i'm gonna be alone again because you're gonna leave me so she just doesn't have any trust for any kind of stability because it was like yanked from her after her father's passing. Yeah. And also like the dad had a living trust. I feel like they were angling for like a subplot where like the mom fucked with the will or the living trust. Mm. But they they didn't really go for that because like the dad was just all like, all right, I'm peacing out. And then, you know, everything is in that trust. So there's no way for her to get like an inheritance because it's still in this living yeah. document or whatever. Just why I've learned that you really should be doing that. A living Ma- trust? Making a trust instead of a, a will. So that when you die, there isn't all like... That get tied up in court forever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's important to know when you have like property. Yeah, yeah, and that, I guess that helps prevent stuff like family squabbling. You know, like yeah. Uh, in yeah but court. when you're poor, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, when you're poor, when you got nothing, like, yeah, what the you hell? Don't have any stuff. It's like in my living trust, I leave to you this: my one garbage pail kid card. <laughs> this is messy, Tessie. To you, oldest son, my PS4. <laughs> <laughs> to you, my youngest. The Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> and to you, my middle son, who I kind of like, but don't really care for. 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like one of those sons get like a, has like a, one of those, those rich watch, those wrist watches that you can play Double Dragon on from the early 90s. <laughs> <laughs> the Tiger Electronics. <laughs> what I was just of. Oh those? shit! Tiger Electronics, that's what it was called. Alright, I remember now. Yeah. I didn't have the watch one, but I had the ones that were like, the Game Boy size, yeah. yeah. I remember before that they used to have these tiny little mini arcade games, which were like from the 1980s that my older cousins had, and they gave it to me. It was like Donkey Kong and Zaxxon. Zaxxon was like the shooting game or yeah. something like that. But like, um, but yeah, it was like it was like looking at a beeper in a small. It was like a thing that was made to look like a replica of a tiny arcade. But if you look down, it's just like circuit boards and shit. Right. But you had to play it in the dark because you could see everything, <laughs> or you could see like. <laughs> when the the pixels are supposed to move right. or whatever the thing was supposed to move it was like playing snake oh. and it had like the images in the thing so you could just see what 
Yeah. Like yeah. the little guy jumping or whatever. Like yeah. You see so you can see the it. jump frame yeah. and then the not jump frame. And you're like, wow, the 80s was hell of a time for yeah, games. that was a fun game. <laughs> that was everybody's favorite. Yeah. yeah, back in the day, that shit was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. I know. And they just went, like now we have like, uh, like everything is like NBA 2K and Call of Duty 19,000 yeah. or whatever. I don't think they even put numbers on them anymore, do they? I don't even know. It's all like probably like fucking subtitles because they're trying to go cinematic. It's like Tomb Raider, Secret of the Egyptian Tomb or something. It's never like... like, They'll do like five of those and then they'll feel like, now it's time just to say, just Call of Duty again (laughs) or whatever. Mm -hmm. Call of Duty, colon, the new one. (laughs) Call of Duty, give me your money. (laughs) (laughs) Call of Duty, it's got some upgrades. Call of Duty. Hey, you remember that last one? No, that's not that. <laughs> it's the one before that. Because <laughs> we alternate. Yeah. <laughs> Do they still alternate? I don't know. I haven't played one in a while. I haven't played one in a minute. Yeah. I think what Ghost 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 Recon was the last one? No, not Ghost Recon. Is it the one where, like they gave you like a super suit and you're like flying? It was the, the one screen? before that. Oh. I think it was the last one I played. Nice. Okay. I think just ghosts. I think Ghost Recon's a different thing. But anyways. I see. It's on the PS3. You know what's crazy is like Shannon gets like a bright spot in this episode where she gets an acceptance letter, and that thing is like tear it to pieces because she can't really pursue whatever that internship. She was can't even to be. get yeah. to New York, yeah. much less <laughs> live in New yeah. York. Yeah, like oh man, that could have been like a pursuit of happiness story that they could have been trailing where she's just like sleeping in subway bathrooms and then yeah. going to be a dance <laughs> intern, you know. I was trying to think of what else happens in that movie, and I don't really know. Yeah. I saw it. I don't really remember what happens in it. Yeah, I don't know, man. That they, uh, that I don't remember too much about that movie either. He was like selling items at uh, whatever, uh, and then he like yeah. I forget. I don't. Good times. I Good never times. watched it. <laughs> so Locke, uh, we find out, is good at tying up babies too. <laughs> <laughs> He's like these babies hate to move. If anybody knows that, it's me. Babies like to be restricted. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, yeah he has- actually says <laughs> babies like being restricted. It's not until we're older we have we have the desire to be free. Yeah. When he said that, I'm just like, that's a weird fucking <laughs> proclamation to make. I know. Is that like a mission statement for this episode? <laughs> it turns out it's oh, not. Kinda. It kind of ties in with the Shannon thing a little. If you're looking yeah. at just, I don't know. Maybe uh, some of the metaphor might. Be I, I don't yeah. think that Shannon was yearning to be free. That's true. I yeah. think she still wanted to, to be uh, swaddled. Yeah, yeah. a little been fine with that. Yeah, not like fully. <laughs> Maybe like one arm open. Yeah, yeah. I want to be held. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was she was kind of begging her stepmom for money, and then had Boone go and ask her for the money. And then finally when Boone was like, well, I'll give you my money. And then that's when she finally decided that she didn't want it. And she and was going to do it on her own. This is an indictment against the dead dad. Like, yo, dude, teach your girl how to be in the world. You know what I mean? That's your that's your job. That's your one job yeah. as a parent. Teach your kid how to exist when you're gone. And if you can't do that, then what the fuck is happening? Well, it's a problem with a lot of rich people. Yeah, I suppose so. Trust fund kids yeah. disease, they call it. It's weird. He didn't leave her a trust fund, though. So like, he, I think... The stepmom was right. Like that's what he wanted was like when he was gone that like, she would do it on her own. But then he probably should have tried to prepare her for that. I know. What is this? Like, or, or the trust could have, depending on how it was written, it could have been written like for the benefit of the family, uh-huh. where it's like the mom is using all of it, but it's like it's intended mm. 
although not specifically written out. Right. Yeah, because you can appoint multiple trustees to that trust, right? Yeah. But right. he very specifically did not put his right. daughter as yeah. one. Because yeah. you can you can put it where uh, they would be a trustee once they come of age. Mm. I see. So it's like even if he wrote it when she was oh, underage, and that's would right. right. Make him a trustee. Yeah, because she was just 18, right, when he died? Yeah. I see, but she then was like barely legal, as they say. How old is Saeed supposed to be, by the way? I know he's, he's got to be in his thirties. In the first Gulf War, in his twenties, so this would have been fifteen Wait, like years the later. Cold War? No, the Gulf War. Oh, Gulf War. Okay. Yeah. So fifteen years earlier than that, he was in his twenties, so he'd have been mid thirties. I see. And then, like, what's Shannon proclaiming that he loves this eighteen-year-old yeah. person who's? No, she has to be at least 19, right? Okay, let's say yeah. maybe she's 19. Not better. Except <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her flashback didn't end with her saying, uh, I'll go to, I'll make my way to New York after I go to Australia. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I guess... I, guess I we'll hope f- she's supposed to be in her 20s at least. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, if she's throwing out Marky... If they're throwing out Marky Mark references. Like, yeah. Hopefully. But that, that would mean that she was like, what... 10 maybe when Marky Mark stuff was coming out yeah that seems appropriate and that's about the time of the Gulf War (laughs) so then he's like 10 10 15 years older than her which is yeah not great but it's not that gross but if they bonded over that like that was their that was the two of them that was their whole uniting factor (laughs) like she's just singing like uh you know whatever that Marky Mark didn't they have more than one hit they probably Probably. did I see right he just hears her humming a tune and he's like what you know, Wait, that Marky song? Mark had multiple hits on that Vietnamese guy. He hate crimes. <laughs> I always forget shit. that I, want, I have to give him shit about that. So then it takes me a couple beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's crazy. That is so crazy. Like, I'm glad. I'm glad that the guy forgave him. And yeah. everything. It's so strange. Like. Yeah. But, yeah. It's where the country forgave him and don't even, nobody remembers it. That's yeah. weird. Especially in this time. And, yeah. you know, like, they're like, remember what you did before we had the internet? We can find it no. now. But then like now, like they're like, yeah, but it's Marky Mark. Come on. Yeah, no one's going to bring <laughs> it up until he's dead. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. And when, when he's dead, uh, someone's going to be like, hey, do you remember the Vietnamese guy? <laughs> Marky be... Mark hate crime? No, probably... People are going to be like, god damn it, I'm going <laughs> to fucking kill you it'll for probably, mentioning that. It'll probably be Gail King at that time <laughs> if she's still around. Or Gail King's head. Futurama style. <laughs> who, who do you think is going to threaten to kill Gil King when she says that about Marky Mark? <laughs> there were people threatening yeah. her over the Colby thing? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> also, didn't Snoop Dogg insinuate that he was going to kill her? Oh, wow. he called her a doghead bitch. <laughs> okay. I just assumed that because uh, I, I still remember that Snoop Dogg was once on trial for murder. <laughs> <laughs> the and case that people, they gave him? Yeah. A lot of people seem to have forgotten that. And they're just like, oh, what a nice, funny old guy yeah. that likes marijuana. I know, I know. He's hanging out with Martha Stewart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like Martha Stewart's just chilling like, yeah, Snoop's my homeboy. But, yeah. Weird. <laughs> oh. Well, I wrote down that, uh, why does Walt's shirt smell like Boone's corpse? Well, I know. And, as Saeed point, right. pointed out, <laughs> she was following a Labrador, right. not a bloodhound. Yes. <laughs> also, too, I was thinking, duh, I, I know this is a television show, but isn't there like, come on, like it's, 
Um, do dogs just automatically go for the thing that you shove in their face for a little bit? Don't you have to train a dog into being yeah, a I sniffing think you dog? Do. I think what happened was she was just rubbing this shirt in his face. <laughs> And then as soon as she stopped, he, like, ran away from her just to get away from her. And she was like, oh, he's got the scent. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, because it didn't look like he was really cooperating yeah. with the whole getting the scent. Thing. Yeah. Like, it mostly looked like he was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? God, be funny. Like you just out of my face. Yeah. You see him go to the beach and start rolling around in the sand. She's like, all right, where is he? You smell him, boy? And then he just goes and takes a dump in the sand. And she's like, where is he? Where is Walt? This is a sign. <laughs> Is he under the sand? Is that why you're digging? <laughs> oh, you're covering your poop. I get it. Because you're ashamed yeah. of the poop that you made, Vincent. Don't worry. I'm ashamed, too. <laughs> That's a good question. Where does everybody poop on the island, on their beach camp? Nobody talks yeah. about it. You know, some people are shitting. Well, Paulo got a chance to shit in that hatch. Yeah. <laughs> he was holding it for three months. <laughs> he just came back out. He's like, man, that is a load off my mind. <laughs> Let me go find this diamond, you guys. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. Do you think that they they dug a trench or something, or do you think that they're uh, pooping in the water? Okay, I think probably pooping in the water or like near the camp for like the first couple of days before someone says something and like we yeah. had to figure something out. Yeah, they're yeah. probably pooping in like a ditch, like one of those like holes, but they didn't know there's a bunch of Dharma bodies and they're just like <laughs> shitting all over those. In the mass grave. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is very this is very terrible. <laughs> Like, guys, I found a perfect place for us to shit. And good news, it already smells bad. <laughs> it smells like something died in here. I know. <laughs> I know, right? It'll mask our shit yeah. smell. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Maybe there's a poop cave. Ooh. <laughs> there's a poop cave that, like, sun goes to. She's like, I need, I need fertilizer for the plants that I'm growing <laughs> in my garden. Yeah. Like, those plants are not growing on their own, no matter how magical that island is. Like, she needs some fertilizer. Yeah, all those aloe plants she was planting. Yeah. It's like it's like that movie The Martian with uh, Matt Damon, but instead of shitting on potatoes, <laughs> they're shitting on those, uh, whatever, sun is growing. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, it's time to start wrapping up. Any uh, Easter eggs? Um, yeah, we get a, we get a, in the hospital... When we find out that Shannon's dad is dead. We know that she lives in L.A. because Jack's there. Yeah. I mean, he has no lines. In the... Oh, shit, we don't... He didn't have any lines throughout the entire episode. Yeah. I think he was... Con- like, they, they're contractually obligated. Yeah. He has to be in X amount of episodes. They're so, like, just make him walk around in the background in this one. Yeah, it was odd we didn't see Kate at all in this episode. Oh, yeah. No. We did see Judy Chamness. Oddly, st- she was sitting in the background next to a fire when... Uh, Locke was holding the baby, and then at some point, Locke's like head is blocking her in the frame. And the next time you see where she was supposed to be sitting next to the fire, it's some dude, and oh. she's walking up to the fire. Because I guess she walked away while we were busy looking at Locke. So lose the feet, lose the seat. Yeah. <laughs> so catch that, uh, Chamness watchers. <laughs> this is yeah, yeah. Did I'm... you recognize where the uh, ballet school was? I didn't. Neither did I. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. I know that it wasn't the ballet school. On, on Capiolani that's right above the strip club. I don't think Saigon Fashion is, like, fully a strip club oh, anymore. Okay. I think it's a buy me drinky bar. Oh. oh. They're like, <laughs> just like, hey, you want to buy me a drink? And go watch some people yeah. practice ballet upstairs. <laughs> like, is that a euphemism? Yeah. No, I'm being serious. There's people <laughs> that are they're on the bar up yeah. there. And I always wondered if, like, the 
the ballet teachers or whatever like to scare the girls or like if you don't do better at ballet you're gonna end up downstairs <laughs> and they like you can either learn to dance with the horizontal bar <laughs> or the vertical one <laughs> the choice is yours it's just a bunch of scared little girls <laughs> i don't want to be a stripper i'll pirouette i promise is that this is gonna be a choice is that to be a stripper or go be some french dudes au pair <laughs> I thought that was going to go somewhere, too. And it, it kind of doesn't for that. Like, which is, I guess it's just supposed to showcase their life. And they're supposed to showcase Shannon is not. Tee like, we're very young girls who constantly get sexual harassed. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> in 2005, they're all like, girls must be flattered by yeah. this. No, she wasn't even flattered in 2005. Yeah. She said he was an old pervert. Yeah. yeah. They were creeped out about it, but like creeped out in a funny way, not in the... Uh... Yeah, they're like, we're going to still need that daughter here because she's adding to our income. (laughs) (laughs) That's too much. Yeah, That's all the Easter eggs I wrote down. Oh, okay. Yeah. What are you guys getting lost in? Ooh. Uh, Recently, I've been playing uh, Marvel's Spider-Man on the PS4. Oh, nice. Uh, I picked it up finally after two years uh, because... It was on sale at Best Buy, I believe, no, no. Uh, the Game of the Year edition for under 20 bucks. Nice. So I was like, yes, instant buy. Nice. nice. You enjoying it? I'm enjoying it a lot. Have you completed the story already? No, I'm dragging it out as long as I possibly can by doing as much of the side stuff as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm currently, I don't know, it's not tracking how many hours I've played it. I would guess I'm at 30-something hours and 72% story completion. And that's without any of the three DLC additions. One of the things that's really great about this game uh, is that the combat, it actually like grows with you as you play the game. It gets more in-depth and you're able to learn new tricks. It's probably my favorite combat system for any Spider-Man game since Web of Darkness. Uh, the feeling of web swinging around the city, which was, I think, really introduced in Spider-Man 2. Mm. Uh, this is this is about as good, maybe better. Nice. I think the last Spider-Man game I played was on the Sega? Mm. It was against some guy who was like a ventriloquist dummy or something. Oh, Maybe shit. Like a fun I don't house remember that you this. had to fight your way through. It was weird. Arcade? Yes. Oh, Okay. I, I can't remember. I just remember I was telling Chad uh, earlier in the car ride. I was I remember Spider Man on Super Nintendo, and I think that was the last one I played, which yeah. was a lot of fun. Like, but it know. wasn't the Maximum Carnage game. No. Oh, I did play that. Carnage was always my favorite. Yeah. 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 This yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He was supposed you, to. Have be... you watched the Venom movie, by the way? No, I haven't. Have you watched it, AJ? I meant to watch it when it came um, out. I, I saw. The first five minutes of it, I think. <laughs> I haven't watched the movie, but can I ruin the post-credits yeah, for you? Sure. <clears throat> In the post-credits, uh, apparently, they show uh, Woody Harrelson right. in in the jail uh, that oh, apparently yeah. they, at some point in the movie, they showed a jail earlier. Right. But they have uh, Woody Harrelson in there, and then uh, it, they have him talking to uh, one of the guards or something, and he says, when I get out. It's going to be carnage. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was Venom rated R? Or did he get a PG-13 rating? I think it was PG-13. Yeah, I think it was. Because like, that's, like, that character was like a hardcore character. Like Carnage is like a serial killer, right? Yes. Yeah. Shit. Like Cletus Cassidy was a serial killer even before he got the Carnage symbiote. Damn. 
All right. Yeah. Now that you're talking about this Spider-Man game, I should probably play it, because when I bought my PlayStation 4, it's the game that came with it, and I still haven't even opened it. Oh, <laughs> damn. You should definitely play it, dude. I had, like, Arkham Knight, and I, I still haven't played it yet. <laughs> oh, like, there's the really fun stealth sequences, in, oh, or cool. stealth combat right. in... Uh, in the Spider-Man game. Cool. I don't know if it's as in-depth as the stealth combat in the Batman Arkham mm. games. Because I've never played any of those for longer than half an hour. Really? <laughs> yeah. Was it just like too much to do because it was open world? No, I just got bored. Yeah. Because mm. it is kind of the same stuff over and over. I see. Like it's just like, oh, uh, swing from gargoyle to gargoyle and then grab people. And... Yeah. Yeah. What have you been getting lost in? Oh, man. No, I've been getting lost in uh, physical media. Like I, I read an article about how like, like all the movies and stuff on the streaming services, like we're all at the mercy of these companies as to what we can watch and like when it's available and things. Yeah, it's like going away this month or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm just gonna start buying stuff that I actually want to keep and then be able to watch whenever I want to. Nice. Yeah. So I've got a bunch of DVDs for Christmas for my wife from like Godzilla movies, and I guess got the Raid Redemption, which I haven't watched in a long time, and uh, we also started. Uh, I got her a uh, record player for Christmas, so we started getting records. Nice. Yeah. Nice. You're going to be a vinyl couple. Yeah. That's <laughs> dope. And I, we went to a, a record store in Minnesota, and it was one where it's like one of these new ones where it's like they have all these like new records, and they're all like 30 bucks a pop. Wow. And I grew up in a world where like you go to a record store, and it's all shit from the 80s, and it's like $3 each. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I was like, don't buy any of this stuff. This is way too much. But no, that's it's like, what you don't it want, is now. You don't want hip-hop artist yeah. future on vinyl? <laughs> Chance the record. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so yeah. good. I'm just going to assume that he changes whatever he is based on what, what it is. Different. Whatever media yeah. he's on. Yeah. Chance the streamer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> does, know, he, does he stream video games? Oh, I don't know about that. I that would th- be hilarious. <laughs> I heard that he's going to be the new Ashton Kutcher in the revived punk series that oh. MTV is bringing back. It's going to be Chance hosting. And they're saying, Chance the Pranker. <laughs> Chance the Pranker. Man, you're on a roll. Oh, Holy no. shit. <laughs> All right, I've been getting lost in... You guys know me. I'm a big Stephen King guy and into horror. Um, I've been getting lost in The Outsider, which is a miniseries on HBO now. It's like their new Prestige Sunday. But, oh, that's a Stephen King thing? Oh, yeah. So, oh, I like, didn't even know that. It's a novel that he released, I think, in 18, 2018. But it's a killer show. And um, it's, it's, it's being produced... Or the executive producer is Richard Price, the same guy who did The Night Of on HBO. Mm-hmm. And... That guy knows, and he's a writer too, and his still thing is procedurals. So he just does all cop procedurals, but they're really good. So you really get an internal look on what it is to be a cop and all that stuff. So it feels like a lot of the stuff that you see in this new miniseries, it feels like it shouldn't work, but it works. It works really well. Like the idea of them marrying this this idea, but the general premise is it's... um. Jason Bateman plays a, li- a little league coach in, in some place in Georgia... And the uh, series starts off where these cops come and they arrest him at this baseball game in front of all his neighbors and friends for the murder of like a, of a young boy, for the rape and murder mm-hmm. of a young boy. So Ooh. they have all this forensic evidence. They have everything. They have blood. They have saliva. They have semen all belonging to Jason Bateman's character right. at the murder scene. They have witnesses, credible witnesses that see him coming out of the woods with blood all over his face, blood all over his clothes. There's people that have talked to him and all this kind of stuff. But also, 60 miles away, 
at the exact same time of the murder, um, Jason Bateman's character is at a book conference for teachers with several other English teachers, and he's on video there at the conference with those people. Uh, so now the the hook of the show is like a person cannot be in two places at the right. same time. So now they, they have to do this thing where like the cops are doing their work and they're doing their detective work to find out what the hell is going on, but all this stuff isn't adding up, so they have to like hire a, a, another private eye. But anyway, that gets more into the plot, right. but that's the general yeah, hook of the show, cool. and then it just goes from there, right. and it's crazy. Yeah. But it's a really good show. It's, it's, horror, it's horror and and procedural put together in like the best possible way. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Nice. Like that procedural. Nice yeah. Yeah. Procedural. Holy shit. You're on fire tonight. <laughs> yeah. The Outsider on HBO. Nice. Uh, Stephen King is the writer and, and Richard cool. Price is the yeah. guy that's behind it. It's dope. Did you guys ever hear about that guy who was getting like tried for murder or something? And like he did his alibi was that he was at a baseball game, but they didn't have any proof of it. Except that they were filming uh, an episode of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm that day. And so they figured that out. So they had to go through the footage from that day to find him in the crowd as his alibi. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I, I never I, heard uh, of that. I, I don't know anything about that story, but I remember yeah. hearing it before. Yeah. That's that's interesting. I never heard that, but I, yeah. that is fucking fascinating. I feel like the... Because I'm reading the novel, too, because I hadn't read it previous to this. But mm. I'm reading it and watching the show. It seems like it's like Stephen King's commentary on on fake news yeah. you know so like because what happens is yeah because he fucking hates donald trump <laughs> yeah well it's the yeah definitely like there's so like the idea is like they could have arrested him quietly but because they they have all this mountain of evidence and they think he's a flight risk they arrest him in front of everybody and 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 that becomes this thing where like now the whole town knows that he what he's been arrested for but there's also like conflicting evidence conflicting forensic evidence that supports both ideas so it's 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 interesting but it's it's actually it's it's really it's really really interesting check that out yeah the outsider yeah so if uh if you know anybody who uh who was in a head-on collision and died like a horrible head-on collision and died but still had an open casket funeral recommend this podcast to him or his family yeah please yes and uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> so, are, are we no longer doing uh, the unnamed segment? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's time for the unnamed uh, segment where Chad predicts next week's episodes. Yes. So last week, I don't think you made one because I didn't write one down. Okay. Well, this. No, I'm pretty sure that I I made a prediction about last week because uh, I think that uh, after watching that, I was just like, yeah. That's the one where Shannon gets shot. Oh, yeah. I mean, you didn't predict who the episode was going to be about. Yeah. Or at least I didn't write that down. Okay. Even if I did, I was wrong. Right. <laughs> Our previous episode... I'm pretty sure I didn't predict Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> Our previous episode is entitled Dot, 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 and Found. All right. So it's a Sawyer episode. And uh, this is... It's going to start right after Sawyer gets shot. I'm going to say he got shot two episodes Ooh. ago. And uh, this is uh, him figuring out uh, who the tailies are. Nice. So All we right. get a bunch of uh, history about them sort of secondhand uh, that we don't see from the other 48. Right. Okay. Nice. Yeah, we may see some Rashomon yeah. stuff. They do 
Yeah, we do get like some weird ass montages in that other the, the other forty eight yeah. days episode. So it'll be interesting. Maybe they'll flesh this one out differently. Probably. All yeah. right. Yeah, only five more episodes left in the season. And then we're at season one. Holy yeah. shit! And then it'll be like brand new for me and Chad because nice. I haven't seen season one, yeah. and I still haven't. So let's get right yeah. up into it. Hey right, everybody! Thank thank you so much for listening. Uh, at what ProPod? Yeah, Instagram and Twitter and Come Facebook. Find us. Yeah, find us, follow us, send us pictures of uh, of um, open casket open funerals. casket funerals mm-hmm. of um, people that had massive head trauma. Yeah, they 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 must they must have had the most expensive yeah. makeup coordinator for that for that yeah. face. It was it was just it was just a mask over the dad's <laughs> face. Oh, send us pictures of your your mean stepmom. Yeah, or mean stepmothers in general. Things mothers that, that are mean and also yeah, just step. Google mean stepmothers and send us pictures. <laughs> or your living trust. Yeah, <laughs> send us pictures of your living trust. Yeah. Don't actually send pictures of your living trust. Yeah. Legally, we're bound to tell you. Not yeah. to if, do it, that. if anyone asks you to do that, send them the short form. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one page. Yeah, or send us pictures of dripping wet teenage boys. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the What Bro podcast has been canceled. <laughs> All three are in jail for soliciting minors. <laughs> like twenty-year-olds, I guess would be okay. I mean, I, I I'm still not excited about this. <laughs> uh, it's just boys having fun in the ocean. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure this is where we end the episode. Yeah, okay. Everyone, uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, that's another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost. <laughs>